Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Brought to you by Crystal Glass. For all your glass needs, call 310-GLASS today. with it. He'll sidestep one tackler and gets to the 20. Corey Watson inside the 10. Touchdown Eskimo. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. We got Buffalo up 1-0 on Anaheim at the start of the second period. In the second frame, Vegas with a 1-0 lead in Pittsburgh. Hurricanes leading Philadelphia 1-0. And the Capitals and Blue Jackets tied 1-1. In the first, Devils up one zip on the Senators. No score between the Bruins and the Red Wings. Also scoreless between the Canucks and Panthers. Four other games still to come tonight, including Calgary visiting Chicago. Thanks a lot for tuning in. It is 6.07. It's Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 6.30. Chad, my name is Reed Wilkins. Really appreciate you tuning in tonight. And man, oh man, Edmonton buzzing, oil country buzzing, the whole country talking about the spectacular show at Rogers Place last night. Here's a shot tipped home, and that streak comes to an end. McDavid's got three goals in two games. McDavid to the net, short side score, what a move! And now a breakaway, McDavid around, Sergeyev to the net, wrist shot score, he's got a hat trick! Maybe a two-on-one, dry subtle centers, McDavid deflects on net, and it was kicked out by Louis Domingue, and then rattled off the backside, maybe a dry side of an end! And, of course, McDavid getting credit for that last one. Four goals, first Oiler to do that since Sam Gagne back on February 2nd, 2012, when he had his historic eight-point night against the Chicago Blackhawks. Man, just incredible to watch McDavid last night, but maybe his best game as an Oiler. And as somebody called in to Rob and I in overtime open line last night, said, he's 21. He hasn't peaked yet. No, he hasn't. Pretty enticing what he did. Uh, good all-round Team performance, I thought Ryan Strom had a good game. Talbot solid in net. Two other guys who played very well. But McDavid, one of those games where he just was not to be denied. Dangerous every time he touched the puck. Nine shots on goal. And Leon Dreisaitl with one of the best quotes of the year in his post-game interview. It seems like he's from another planet. Like it's it's like he's not, like it's not fair, really. It's, but... Um, you know, he he works hard, and, and, and it's not just a, a given talent. You know, he, he works hard, and um, he works on the stuff that he wants to work on, and, and that, that's what makes him so good. So today's topic is Connor McDavid an alien. I think Leon Dreisaitl has, has opened the, the, the door to what we really have to address. Is Connor McDavid indeed an extraterrestrial? And those are the explanations for his powers. Okay. No, we're not going to do that. But 
love, love that quote for sure. You can text 630-630. You can give me a call at 780-496-0063. Before we talk a little more about this game, I'll throw this out there. Look, as, as we've been saying about, well, I shouldn't say we. I've, I've been saying this for the Oilers since, so what, early November? They're not really in the playoff race, but they're not completely written off. They're in a bad spot, 11 points out. They have 32 games remaining. Uh, The saving grace is obviously McDavid's play last night. If he keeps going like that, Talbot looks a little more solid. And all these games left within their own division. They're 10-2 and against the Pacific. Next three games in California. So again, we're sitting here saying we'll get a better indication of, of where they might be going into the trade deadline after this batch of games. And I should tell you, Pierre Lebrun, uh, NHL insider, writes for The Athletic, reporting that the Oilers are talking with Patrick Maroon about a contract extension. Now, it is just talking, but he's an unrestricted free agent, and he's one of the guys who is expected to be available at the trade deadline. If they do reach an extension, then clearly he'd, he'd be staying. So that's another thing, another thing to keep in mind. Um, but does McDavid's performance last night... And the recent 5-1-1 one, one, seven-game stretch, where that one loss was the horrible one to Buffalo, does that change the outlook on the final 31 games of the season? Does that make you more hopeful for the playoffs, or are you already in next-year mode? And if you are in next-year mode, will a strong finish to the season where, say, they win over half their games, does that make you more optimistic towards next year and say, okay, we had a really good year, uh, a bad half year, and then a good half year. Now it's the half year that's the blip. They can let me know what you think at 630-630 or calling 780-496-0063. Jared is checking in tonight. Jared, it's great to hear from you. Hi, Reed. How are you? I'm doing quite well. Good. I just saw a couple of comments. I, first of all, after a Conor McDavid game last night, I would not count out the Oilers till they are mathematically imi- uh, eliminated. But the, the thing about Connor and, and just the kind of a tie-in with Las Vegas is I think with Las Vegas this year, um, nobody expected him to do much. But it shows you like how far off the analytics and statistics crowd is because I don't think anyone ever even expected him to win 25 games. But the tie-in with Las Vegas and McDavid is it goes to show you when a player is motivated or has that desire or hunger, how much they can impact the game. But it also shows you, like with Las Vegas, is how many guys in the NHL get a raw deal, that there's politics on teams where guys just don't get an opportunity. And you see, like last night with the Oilers, how much did uh, Milan Lucic play on the power play? He didn't play much at all. But he never gets bounced down from that second line, however bad he plays. But last night... He wasn't playing on the power play. And other guys were starting to get an opportunity. And I think that, like, if the Oilers kind of move in that direction, I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they're better, they're, they're, they should now try and almost, like, change their style. And I think they'll have more success than what they had with this kind of trying to win the games 2-1 or 3-2 like they did last year or early this year. But just one comment with McDavid is, that I think that in the East Coast they were debating who's better, Crosby or him. And to me, there's no debate. It doesn't even come close. He does things that guys in the history of the NHL have never done. But the one thing that he does that makes him unstoppable is when there's a guy like Pat Kane or Malkin or Crosby coming down on the defender, he shifts the puck, but he doesn't shift his hips. So a defenseman is taught to play the, the puck carrier's hips. But what McDavid does, he shifts the puck, 
and he strides that way and he moves his hips so the defender, defender has to commit because if he doesn't, McDavid walks around him. If he commits to McDavid, McDavid just strides back the other way. And I think in football, some running backs do it. It's called like a stutter step. Yep. And he's the only guy I've ever seen do it in the NHL. And if they aren't right up against him in a gap, they cannot stop him. But that play he made, the one he didn't score on in the neutral zone, where he had the puck and he was skating gingerly the other way and Tampa Bay was daydreaming and he just spun around and he darted towards the Tampa Bay net. I've only seen one other player do that in history, and that was Paul Coffey in the 85 playoffs against Philadelphia. There was a shot at the net. Grand Fear made the save. Paul Coffey was facing the end boards. He quickly spun around and shot up straight to the end of the, uh, the middle of the ice. But I tell you, without the performance last night, I have very I have trouble counting them out. But I do think that if they maybe play Milan Lucic and ruin a little less on the power play, yeah. and I like I like the way the, they looked good last night. But again, Tampa Bay was at the at the end of an eight game road trip, so I guess that factors into it. But I mean, last night that was uh, one of the greatest performances I've ever seen. And you know, if the stars line up for McDavid. There could be a night where he gets seven goals and 10 or 11 points. Well, I mean, he had nine shots last night. Vasilevsky made a great pad save on that one. He cut it off off the right wing. And and, and look, that that's the fun part. Like I said, a night like that gives you hope. And the great players, Jared, as, as you and I know, and I love your – I always love when you call because you always reference something where I'm like, that's awesome, that you reference a specific play from 1985. But, you, I mean, if you're from that era, then you can go back to the Gretzky's, the Lemieux's once he figured it out. If you want to look at – you know, the Joe Montana's of the world, you know, the, the, those players that they just kind of looked at their guys, Messi, obviously, they just looked at their teammates and said, to hell with this, we're not losing, yeah. right? And maybe this is McDavid's time to do that. Because, see, he he's so talented, but the thing about him the most is that, like, burning desire to be the best, that you can't, you can't, you can't fabricate that. Like, it's in him. And so no matter how terrible the others have played, like in that December, he almost seemed to get better. Nugent Hopkins is down now. Larson's out. And he keeps getting better and better. And I think that that's, like, his number one characteristic more than his speed or whatever. And that's what Sidney Crosby had. That's what Gretzky, Messi, all those guys have. And that's unstoppable because he, he can, like, bend the game to his own will. And only a few players, like a Michael Jordan, can do that. Yeah. And it's you know, people that have the season tickets for the Oilers for the next eight or nine years, they're very, very lucky people. Because I think that if the Oilers can pick somebody up that kind of has the same mentality as them, there's no going to be nobody like him skill-wise. I think the Oilers could rebound. And maybe this was just an off year, but after last night, I don't, I wouldn't count them out until they're mathematically eliminated, Reed. Jared, always love your positive energy, buddy. I know you'll call again soon. We'll talk to you then, okay? Take it easy. Good night. That is Jared checking in. Always good to hear from him. It is 616-780-496-0063 is our phone number. Getting some texts I want to get to as well. You can weigh in on the uh, open line, 780-496-0063, in the wake of Big David's big night. He had some interesting comments this morning, including... Uh, some remarks about some advice he got from a buddy about scoring goals. We'll get to that. Quick note here from the National Football League, and this is interesting in the wake of the, the dramatic Super Bowl on the weekend. Josh McDaniels, who has been with the Patriots a long time, though he was with uh, other organizations, went to coach Denver a few years ago. He was briefly with the St. Louis Rams. 
the uh, you know there's always all this stuff at the end of the season. Well, this guy's going to go 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 coach here. This guy's going to go coach here. The Indianapolis Colts actually announced today on their website and on their Twitter account, Josh McDaniels is coming to be our head coach. Well, within the last hour, he's now staying with the New England Patriots. So this is a developing story that'll uh, definitely be an interesting one to follow. Six seventeen inside sports on Chet. This is Mark Letestu from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. My mic was not on that whole time. I was sounding really good. I got to learn which buttons. They it count. wasn't on at you know, all. You know what I do sometimes? I hit I hit the button and then my I I double click it. All I could hear was Brian Adams rocking well, guitar. Well, a little little good guitar solo. Yeah, there. great uh, guitar solo. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, Oilers Kings tomorrow night on six thirty. Chet seven o'clock faceoff show. Game will start at eight thirty. Anaheim then on Friday, San Jose on Saturday. Things getting busier here for the Edmonton Oilers. You can text six thirty six thirty. We played that clip from Leon Dreisaitl saying that it's like Connor McDavid is from another planet. Mo Z texting in. He says, hey, Reed, Leon might not be far off his comments last night, but as a 40-year-old diehard Oiler fan, I honestly feel like Connor is the most dangerous and exciting player in hockey history. Another texter simply says he is from another planet. Planet amazing. <laughs> And uh, Jamie says, what's funny is pregame with Colorado, he said, uh, Connor said he needs to finish more, then he gets six goals in two games. And uh, Andy, not in a mood to celebrate tonight, says, please explain to me why the special teams coaches are still employed by the Oilers. That is from Andy. Well, I mean, the coaches work on everything collaboratively. I know Johnson is more associated with the penalty kill and Woodcroft is more associated with the with the power play. Uh, those two guys and Todd McClellan have been together a long time Uh, I'm sure their performance has been discussed and scrutinized internally this year very sure that it has Uh, but they've decided to stick with the stability so there you go Jeff on line one hi Jeff hey Reed I just wanted to say three points about your previous caller first though being the analytics guys for Vegas what analytics do they have to go off team's never been in the league before. So, well, well individual players would have analytic stats, right? Yeah, but you're still, you're you're putting together, you know, you could take them off the individual player, but you're putting them all together on a new team. You don't know how they're going to perform. Okay. Um, secondly, about the Oilers' hopes of making the playoffs, I think, what do they have to win? 23, Reed, out of the last, what is it, 31 or so? Uh, well, they probably have to win at least 20, yeah. But they got to win a lot. Like I've been saying, they got to get 75% of their points. Yeah, and I, you know, the team's been too inconsistent for me to have any belief in that. Yeah, I, I, that's how I felt most of the year for sure. And my last point about the caller, or the caller saying uh, about McDavid being the only guy he's ever seen the stick handle the way he does. I don't know. There's a guy in the mid-90s named Pavel Burry that could do the same thing. 
Well, that's that's a comparable. It's it's a pretty short list, though, Jeff, for guys who can control the puck at top speed, right? I think that's uh, the, that's where McDavid really is is special. The only guy I think in the league right now that kind of stick handles at top speed the same way uh, McDavid does would be Malkin because he takes a full tilt too. Well, I think Patrick Kane I, I would put in that category as well because he's pretty shifty. Uh, maybe he changes paces a little more than McDavid, but I mean, I, I think the point is there aren't a lot of guys ever that have been at that level, right? I mean, you're gonna if you're no. going you're going back to Burray, okay? <laughs> you know who else do you go back to? Well, there what? Um, John Bellavo. Do you want to go back really far? I never saw him play, Jeff. <laughs> but but he was pretty Neither good, right? Neither did I, but I've seen highlights. <laughs> No, but fair point. I know what you're saying, though. Thanks, Jeff. You're welcome. 780-496-0063. My pal Cal texting it. He says, I'm in next year mode. Moving Maroon, Letestu, and Slepeshev still has to happen to be able to upgrade the team's skill and to contend next year. Then by upgrading those holes, you can make safer bets on Puliyarvi, Yamamoto, Kara, and Kajula with less risk because they are buffered or surrounded by more capable veterans than Maroon, Strom, etc. Shirelli uh, made these bets this year without having a safety net. Well, I think that's a, a fair uh, criticism. Clearly, we've talked about some of Shirelli's gambles, bets, or his uh, prognostication with how some of the players would, would do, and a lot of guys haven't been able to hit the plateaus that it was hoped, and some guys I think have dropped off further than expected from what they did uh, from what they did last year. I will say this, I, I mean if I'm going to be critical of a guy, i got to hand it to a guy I, I've been I've gone so far as to call Ryan Stroman inconsequential player. He's, he's played better the last three games. I think he's more comfortable at center, and I thought he really forechecked well the last few games. He's getting in there and he's digging for the puck. He's doing the whole McClellan thing of playing inside the equipment. So I, I got to hand it to him, and you know he has a chance here to, to maybe make an impact and make a statement on his future with the team down the stretch as well. Linden says the Oilers were built bigger and stronger to compete in the Pacific Division, mainly with the California teams in mind then this is their time to shine this week and the two months to follow. That's a text from Linden. All right, more time for your feedback. A little more from Oilers practice today. 780-496-0063 is the phone number. You'll hear from McDavid, Stroman, McClellan when we get back. This is J.C. Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, updating NHL scoreboard. We got the Vegas Golden Knights in Pittsburgh. That game is tied 2-2 late in the second period. Also in the second, Ducks and Sabres 1-1, Flyers and Hurricanes 1-1, Capitals lead the Blue Jackets 2-1. After the first, Ottawa up 3-1 on the Devils. Hoffman with his 14th, Duchesne with his 13th. Early second period, Red Wings up 1-0 on the Bruins, Panthers up 1-0 on the Canucks. In the first, the Blues and the Wild are tied 1-1. And the Jets have a 2-1 lead over the Coyotes about halfway through the first period. Dustin Bufflin has his third of the season. Flames and Blackhawks coming up, as are the Sharks and the Avalanche. Uh, By the way, 
if you uh, want an interesting read today, I'm sure if, if you're uh, into sports, there's a website called the Players' Tribune, which is fun to look at now and then. And Patrick Line has an article on uh, on the Players' Tribune about living in Winnipeg, uh, his mom driving him to games and picking him up. And, uh, and apparently he plays like more Call of Duty than anybody else in the world. A video game I have not played is Call of Duty. Is it Call of Duty one of those shooting games? It is. Is it a uh, so is it one of those where you play online? Yeah. It sounded like it from the article. Yeah, you can play it on. I think so it's that's on the one both you consoles, log on so. to your Xbox or PlayStation yeah. or probably computer too. Yeah. And you're in a virtual battlefield. Yeah, you're an army man trying to. So you get a little uh, get mission. Get army man. Yeah. Okay, and are you by yourself or you're in teams? Oh, you're on teams. Okay, so yeah. Patrick Line, his day was. Uh, get up, go to practice, practice, go home, and yeah. then play Call of Duty. Yeah, that's his life. <laughs> but but the, the sounds are from the article. Anyway, I guess if you got pro, if, pro, pro if it's your game, can it's have your a lot game, of do- so. downtime too, right? They're busy guys, but yeah. they also can have a lot of lot of downtime. I have never exactly. played Call of uh, Call of Duty, but uh, yeah, I've played a little bit. It's just hard for me to get used to. I'm not a real fan of it. All right. Uh, you can text 63630. This uh, texter who did not sign his or her, her name, I will read it. Remember, if you put a name or even something on there, I'm more likely to read it. Uh, but in, it, we're being positive today. But to be balanced, this texter says uh, the Oilers should be looking at a coaching change. You can't always blame the players for their performance. They work the hardest and rely on the coach to direct the team forward, not backward. Uh, Bretsky. One of my favorites on the text line, he says, Hey, Reed, your caller, Jared, was really good. Reminds me of the 1987 Canada Cup, Wayne and Mario. After the series, Lemieux went on a real goal-scoring tear, and uh, Wayne came out and said Mario probably was a better pure goal scorer than he was. It was a great time for hockey because no one had ever seen so much talent at one time before. Well, as great as Gretzky was, Lemieux was a better pure goal scorer. I, I definitely agree with that. And uh, Kevin being very positive, he says, after last night, the city should rally behind the Oilers. Forget about the first half of the season. Get those car flags out. Do this. That is a spirited text from Kevin to 630-630. Hermit is on the line, 780-496-0063. Go ahead, Hermit. Hey, Reed. Uh, I was just wondering, uh, with all the... Everybody's always talking about confidence and everything on, on the team. Is it possible for them to have a sports psychologist on the team as part of the coaching or medical staff? Well, they, they do have a sports psychologist, absolutely. Uh, I, oh, I, can't, I, I, believe it's a, uh, I believe it's a woman. I can't remember her name. Uh, but, yes, m- pretty much every pro sports team now will have a sports psychologist. Yeah, I kind of figured that. I just never heard anyone talk about it before. So. Okay. Yo, they have one for sure, Herbert. Thanks. All right, thanks. Appreciate it. 780-496-0063. So the Oilers practiced at the uh, community rink today, then flew to Los Angeles. They're already there. McDavid, Strom, McClellan came out, spoke to the media, and McDavid said he got a little advice going into the game. I was texting with one of my hometown buddies, and he was telling me how to score and, and giving me all this advice. I was just, that was kind of funny, but uh, he's a guy that I played hockey with for, for a long time now. I definitely respect his opinion, so... He was telling me that he's got to text me more often. To Connor McDavid, right corner for Leon Drysaddle. This Oiler power play, 0 for their last 21 at home. Here's a shot tipped home, and that streak comes to an end. McDavid's got three goals. 
Wilson two games, and Edmonton takes a 1-0 lead on the power play. You know what, he actually gets a lot of uh, chirps his way. He takes it pretty good, but uh, you know, when you're that good, everyone obviously looks up to you. Everyone is in awe every shift. I mean, I, I can't say it. Uh, guys give him some jobs, though. He's he's good with it, though. I mean, he, he takes it pretty good, but um, you know, he's, he's such a good player, you can't praise him all the time, right? So we try to keep him a little bit honest, but no, he's he works the hardest in practice. He's dedicated. He's the best player in the league. Rifled back to center by Drysaddle. Left ahead for McDavid to the net. Short side score. What a move. Top right corner. He puts it over Vasilevsky. He's got two goals for the second straight game. And I can't believe the sliver of space he found that time. Happy for uh, a number of reasons. One, for the team success, first and foremost. And... Um, he played a big part in it, but also uh, the way he scored his goals. Or you could hear players talking about the the skill, the speed. Um, you know, I often hear um, them talking about what the opposition feels like. Like, what I wonder what he thinks of Connor coming down on him at, at that that pace. But um, once we got the lead and, and a comfortable lead, especially in the third, it was a it was a relaxed bench and. Uh, I think I mentioned it once or twice this year. We haven't had many of those games, so it was nice to have that. Cutting inside, Nikita Kucherov, high slot, and that's fumbled away. And now a breakaway. McDavid around, Sergachev to the net. Reshot score, he's got a hat trick. Second of the season, third of his career. The lids come hurtling onto the ice. This game is all about confidence and, and you know, how you're feeling out there, feeling with the puck. Um, you know, it's, it's all about confidence and, and what you go through. And I like that. Uh, it's definitely good for, for your confidence. Maybe a two-on-one. Drysaddle centers McDavid. Deflects on net. And it was kicked out by Louis Domingue and then rattled off the backside maybe of Drysaddle and in. A double ricochet and it ends up behind goaltender Louis Domingue. 6-2 Edmonton. Well, of course, that one went in off Chris Kunitz. McDavid scoring even when he was trying to pass the puck last night. That's the kind of game it was for him. Love the story about a buddy texting him with uh, with goal-scoring advice. I, I said to McDavid during the scrum today, so now is he going to... I mean, you had nine shots, so five they didn't, they didn't score on. Is your buddy going to be texting you about the five shots you did score on? I, I mean, look... We're, we're raving about his game. It was incredible. He, he deserves the attention. Hopefully there's going to be many more nights like that. I also think we have to remember, you know, I, I think he was pretty ill in November, and he kept playing through that, and sometimes that can stay with you for a while, and he still produced points. He, he's clearly flying now. I mean, he's dangerous almost every time he's on the ice. And we talk about it a lot, the effect of confidence. And a previous caller referenced Las Vegas. Well, Vegas got off to a good start. They started to think, hey, maybe we're not going to be, you know, a 30-win team that everybody pats us on the head for trying hard and sends us off for dinner. No, we're going to contend. And uh, they're a long way out. Uh, It's an incredible long shot for the Oilers, but it seems like some of the confidence is returning. And I think the two key guys who were the big guys last year are leading the charge. Obviously, McDavid, and I do think Talbot has looked sturdier in net lately. So things to watch. The Oilers play the Kings tomorrow. We'll get an L.A. perspective from Alex Faust. He's their television play-by-play voice. And an interesting story. He's only 29 years of age, and he's already working in the NHL. So he'll tell us about his path to the Kings broadcast booth and how the Kings are doing lately. They haven't been as good the last month or so. Inside Sports on Chet. Hi, 
this is Ryan Eugene Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. Great to have you along for the ride tonight. It's 646. A lot of talk about the Oilers and McDavid's explosion last night. All that presented by Niskew Ford. Every model... Pardon me, every model on sale every day, Niskew Ford above expectations. Oilers at Kings tomorrow, 7 o'clock face-off show here on 6.30, Chet. The game will start at 8.30. The play-by-play voice for the LA Kings on television has a pretty interesting story. He joins us now, Alex Faust. Alex, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for coming on the show. Your, your first ever appearance on Inside Sports, so you can knock that off your list, right? I'm sure it was on there. Just please. There you go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> hey, uh, it's it's great to have you on the show because you're you're a, you're a pretty cool story, and we wanted to let people get to know you a little bit here before we we talk about the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, you're doing play by play for the Kings on television, Fox Sports West, and you're uh, you're 29. Your first season, you were you were 28 when you got the job. Man, that's that's an incredible uh, path for you. Um, give me give me the, the Coles notes here. I, I mean, how do, how do were you able to progress? Uh, uh, so quickly in in your career because that's a great uh, plateau for you to reach uh, being in the NHL at a relatively young age. Yeah, I mean it's a combination of luck and timing. Um, you know, I, I had a, an opportunity to fill in for the current voice of the New York Islanders, Brendan Burke, uh, in the American Hockey League. So he was doing a package of college football games for Fox Sports and. Um, through a mutual friend, got put in touch with me when I was 23. Uh, so I, you know, I had an opportunity to, to kind of jump into AHL hockey at a fairly young age. And from there, kind of built out um, you know, opportunities to do some college hockey regionally in New England uh, and wherever else I could find an opportunity. So I was doing a whole host of different things, college basketball, college football, uh, you know, building up a, kind of a a portfolio of freelance work for ESPN and Fox Sports and I got an opportunity to work some college hockey for NBCSN which I had no idea at the time would then lead to a tryout on an NHL game later that year it was that one NHL game and I will remember for the rest of my life Chicago at Tampa Bay late last year uh, tremendous three on three overtime uh, in Tampa's late push for the playoffs uh, but it, it, that game, that uh, overtime, served as the audition reel for uh, my entry to, to get to the uh, the Kings gig. And I, I had known that it was coming open um, just after uh, Bob Miller had announced that he was retiring. But, uh, it, you know, you don't have any sort of idea of what the team really wants. So I, I had a couple of contacts at Fox Sports that I could just – feel around to see okay what what's the deal with this position and as it so happened they uh, encouraged me to apply and the rest is history well that's really cool alex t- tell people where you grew up and were you one of those kids you would be sitting in front of the tv calling the you know you'd put the sound down and call the play-by-play yourself was that oh, yeah. always an aspiration for you <laughs> Everybody, you know, everybody who's in this business virtually has uh, has come has a story like that. But I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I lived in Boston for a while. I went to Northeastern University, 
Uh, so living in a hockey crazed market like Boston and going to a hockey school at Northeastern playing NCAA Division One hockey uh, kind of really set in stone my interest in the sport because the, in New York City, it's as much as the Rangers when they're playing well are a great attraction, uh, it's a baseball town and I grew up with baseball as my primary sport. So, um, you know, kind of growing into hockey was a little bit later for me but uh, I, I learned the game from scratch and uh, wanted to call it, for, you know, after getting exposed to it very early on in my collegiate career. Uh, have loved it ever since. Alex Faust joining us on Inside Sports, play-by-play voice for the Los Angeles Kings. You replaced Bob Miller. And he is a legend. He was uh, he was a frequent guest on this show and was uh, always generous with his time and an incredible storyteller and had been with the Kings, you know, pretty much since day one. What What's it like following him? Did the, does that ever weigh on you or, or did it weigh on you when you first got offered the job? You know, it's interesting. It's, a, it's such a big position um, just speaking to... Uh, the, you know, the franchise having won two Stanley Cups recently, and um, I, I think there are so many other superlatives you can throw out there, being in a great market and having great people with the franchise, but what I look at uh, more than anything else is just how well they treat their people, and I think Bob is just a, uh, an incredible person, uh, just even beyond what he does. Uh, as a sports broadcaster, and the Kings have treated me incredibly well. Uh, you know, going back to absolutely, but it really didn't hit me, and it really didn't intimidate me too much until uh, they did the banner raising uh, a couple weeks ago uh, and put a statue outside the Staples Center. It was, you know, very much okay. It's a new job, new team, et cetera, et cetera. But it really didn't hit me the enormity of Bob's impact on hockey in Southern California. That that evening, that's when it really crystallized for me, and that's probably the first night that I had truly been nervous. As like, wow, here, this is what I've just walked into. Well, that's a great story, and uh, yeah, that's that's a great way to put it. It's like, oh yeah, the the previous guy who had this job now has a statue. That's the that's the footsteps I gotta follow it. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, that's incredible. All right, so we got the uh, Oilers and the Kings uh, tomorrow night. I, I mean, uh, look, I, obviously it's topic number one in Edmonton today, and uh, it, it's a pretty big story across the country. McDavid's game last night, uh, I mean, you've got to call call McDavid once. Uh, a really dominant game by the Kings, obviously, earlier this month. But, uh, you know, just watching that last night as a broadcaster, as a fan, what's going through your mind? Well, you know, it goes back to why so many people at the beginning of the year picked Edmonton to do so well. I, I think you, you saw how just one player, and it's very rare in hockey that you get a, a single player who can change a game when he's on. And I don't think there's a player quite as dominant when he is at his best as Connor McDavid in the NHL right now. So you know, for the Oilers, I think it's, that's where... Uh, it's certainly been a disappointment this year to see that and to know the capability that the squad around him has to knock off the best team in the league. Uh, it's, you know, I think there's some glimmer of hope there, if not for this year, then certainly for next year. And for the Kings, as you mentioned, you, the last time that the Kings and the Oilers met, uh, it was a dominant performance from the Kings. But ironically, 
that was the last win in like a seven-game span for the Kings. They went on a six-game losing streak right after that. Uh, you wouldn't have guessed it at the time based on the way that they were playing that night, but um, it, it, the Kings are very streaky, so you, you could, on any given night, kind of toss out a lot of the uh, background and numbers going in because they have, they've proven this year that uh, when, they're, when they're clicking, they can beat anybody, but uh, when they're having an off night, it goes top to bottom in their lineup. Well, and I wanted to ask you a little bit more about that because they have fallen off a little bit. I mean, most of the season they were up there with Vegas near the top of the Pacific, and now they're only a point ahead of Colorado and Calgary, whether you want to look at the wild card or third in the division, whichever whichever way you want to go. Anaheim is right there as well. Um, so, I mean, for a lot of the season, the story was, oh, well, the Kings are back. Quick is back. Doughty's back. You know, they shouldn't have been written off like maybe some people did last year. But now uh, they're in kind of this tense situation. So where do you see them at right now? How well positioned they are for, for the final 30 games? I, you know, I, I look at it as when we were doing our, our preseason look ahead and where do you think the Kings are going to finish? I put them in that third, fourth range. I thought they would be scrapping for a playoff spot because on the surface, there just wasn't a lot of offense to go around. And while yeah, they've scored, I think, about a quarter a goal better than they did last year, um, it, it's been really the defensive side of the puck that's been a little bit streaky for this team, which is a surprise given uh, their recent history of being a defensive stalwart team. Um, it's interesting. I, I look at it a little bit like they are back and they are contenders, but that losing streak in January, you mentioned it, they were among the best in the Western Conference. I mean, challenging for the division lead. But all it takes is a little slip. And in today's NHL, with that extra point in overtime, there is so, such little margin for error that if you go on a bit of a mini losing streak like that, all of a sudden, yeah, you can get into free fall. I think that's what everyone was expecting Vegas to do at some point, and it just hasn't happened. But it just goes to show how delicate any sort of position, especially around that wild card cut line, can be if you drop a couple of games in a row. Well, it's going to be interesting tomorrow night. The Oilers are uh, are desperate. Uh, they've kind of been in that same situation all year. They're not really in it, but they're not totally out of it. So we'll see if they can make some hay on this California road trip. Alex, thanks for coming on Inside Sports and uh, letting people get to know you a little bit. That's an incredible path you've had to the NHL. I, I didn't get to meet you uh, last month, so hopefully uh, we'll get to talk in person when you guys are here in March. Thanks so much for coming on. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Thanks so much for having me on. Alex Faust, television play-by-play voice for the Los Angeles Kings, replacing the legendary Bob Miller, who you heard on this show a lot over the years. He was always fun to talk to, but good to bring Alex to you as well. Raptors looking good against Boston halfway through the third quarter. They lead 67-46 matchup of the two top teams in the NBA's Eastern Conference. Some guests on Inside Sports get gift certificates to Northern Chicken. Book the Rumpus Room for up to 12 of your closest friends and dig in for a family-style picnic at NorthChickenYEG.com. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.